This episode is brought to you again by Studio, the earbud company. Not just earbuds. The fashion company. Ear friends, ear pals, and also over the ear headphones. Yes. And also Bluetooth speakers. Anything you want for your listening pleasure. Scandinavian Swedish design brought to you in a small box. And it's ergonomic. Yeah. (laughs) Studio wants to start a revolution for the way people think about their headphones. Sounds dangerous. Just like Bernie Sanders. (laughs) They're the Bernie Sanders of earbuds. You know, when you want a headphone and you're going, should I, uh, should I get two? Mm -hmm. You should. And you're thinking, (laughs) should I get style? But I want function. You want the sound quality. Mm-hmm. Just get Studio. Go to www.studio.com. Put in the offer code the A5 T H E O F F I V E for fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off and free shipping. Yeah, you get that anyway. But especially with fifteen percent off, that's a good deal. Studio.com. The promo code the A5 to make sure you get your fifteen percent off. On with the episode. All right, this episode is called Performance Review. Welcome to the off Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I wanted to start this episode by giving you a performance review. Oh my. You were completely satisfactory. Okay, now let's get to it. Is this you. how you've been doing all your reviews? <laughs> yes. What's your name? I'm Abby. Oh, can I get can I get your uh, credentials? Um, I don't have any. My name's also Abby. For the off <laughs> Where we talk about the episodes of The Office. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Since they were on the air. But Mm -hmm. since you, the listener, and us, the talkers, have seen it, not that long. It was like 10 minutes ago. It's like it's still on. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't die in our hearts. Never. Nor on our Netflix accounts. Exactly. Hopefully not. So this episode is called, what now? Performance Review. It's the seventh episode from season two. And it came out on a date, which November, was... November... Let me guess. November okay. 15th, 2005. How did you know? Because last week's episode was on um, November 8th. How did you remember that? Because it was election day. Actually, it wasn't because election day is always on a Tuesday <laughs> and the office is always on a Thursday. That's true, but And I also, just knew... The Apprentice. Yeah, exactly. I knew it was a Thursday because it seemed like Friday, mm-hmm. but it's probably a Thursday. I went out drinking with my laser tag team, so I I never do that on a Thursday. I miss the office. Yeah, and you and Dwight do laser tag, apparently. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm really good at it. How do you? How are you good at laser tag? Shoot kids. I've, ne- <laughs> I've never played it. You have to be um, cold-hearted and ruthless. So here's what you'll do. A lot of times a kid will run up and they're just covering their little chest plate with their hands because they're like, eh, can't shoot me. You just got to hit them in the face with the butt of your rifle. Oh my god. You get a point for that. No, you don't get any points for that at all. But when they're on the ground, you're able to shoot them. (laughs) I've never played laser tag, and now I don't want to because I feel like I would be one of those kids on the ground. You sure would be. (laughs) Oh god. No, I'm just kidding. I don't play laser tag. (laughs) I'm an adult. My name's Nathan. This is the episode where Michael Scott conducts job performance reviews with his employees and struggles to get Jan Levinson to talk about their romantic relationship from the previous episode. Meanwhile, Dwight Schrute 
thinks that it is Friday when it is in fact Thursday. Sounds like a good synopsis. Well done, Wikipedia. Do you want to hear an even longer synopsis? No. Do I have a choice? <laughs> you do. You okay. Do. I, I'll actually, yes, yes, yes. Well, okay. Course. I guess if you want to. Is I IMDB or what? Theoffice.wikia.com. Fandom powered by Wikia. It's actually really long and we're going to skip it. Okay. I'm sorry, Addy. Ugh. <laughs> Don't play with a man's heart like that. <laughs> Toying with a man's heart <laughs> or a woman's heart. Usually we start the episode with a category called Stuff We Like, The Finer Things Club. Yes. So what do you have that you liked? Oh, I thought you were going to change it up. No, 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 I'm just saying let's stick to what we usually do because, you know, the listeners want routine. Consistency, yeah. yeah. They crave it. They crave it. You touch that button on the podcast app and get a little pellet. Yeah, exactly. And if you take that away... Then they're they going to start salivating. Become agitated. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess my first finer thing is that Dwight is a, such a TV watcher. He loves The Apprentice. He also likes Smallville. And a lot of people don't know this. A little interesting trivia. You know that show, The Apprentice, that was hosted by Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. That man went on to become a really bad person. And also the president of the United States. I'm not so. sure about that, but... Definitely a sexual harasser. Yeah, and I mean, these were the days, man. This was back when he was just on TV, yep. and he was just, you know, controlling. He's still on One TV thing, in a lot of ways. Yeah, but in in other ways, he's ruining our lives. Yeah, that's true. So um, like then he was just ruining our Thursday nights. Yeah. Actually, if I can admit, I did watch the first season of The Apprentice, and it was really good. I've never seen it. It was fun. It was, it was like fun. a different version of Survivor, kind of. Same producer. But do you wish that you could go back and tell young Nathan that you're not going to like this? Because it, it was kind of like foreshadowing. Yeah, it's true. I already did. I went back in time and told him. <laughs> he uh, wasn't super stoked to see me because he's really <laughs> angsty at that age. So that's why I like The Apprentice, probably. Yeah. He's just listening to Nine Inch Nails and watching The Apprentice every night. Wow. At the same time. Because he didn't like the music on The Apprentice. <laughs> you haven't changed much then. Nope. <laughs> what do you like about this episode? Um, I like the fitness orb. Yeah. Did you know that... It was th- supposed to be an exercise episode? Yeah. Or a weight loss episode? But that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh. Because they do a weight loss later. Yeah, which is really funny. But the the ball wasn't supposed to pop like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was supposed to just like deflate slowly, which would be really funny. But he accidentally hit a seam. And so it just oh, exploded. Oh, I did not know that. Which is why he fell so fast. Did you think that that prank was inappropriate or funny? Um, well, he asked how much it was. $25. I feel like he should have put the money on the desk and then done it. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just implied that he's like, maybe he'll pay him for it. But maybe he just thinks he won't mind too much if it was only $25. Or he should have written a check. Or Ven mode. So what do you think about this prank? Because this is one where Dwight is being aggressively annoying. Yeah, and even making um, faces at the camera um, after he kind of goads Jim. More enjoyable sex. Yeah. With that one? Exactly, yeah. And And he's he's also like hitting his desk and he won't shut up about it. It's not like if you're just sitting on it, then that would be a rude prank. But because he's asking for it, this this is classic Dwight deserves it. Forget everything we... you know about ab workouts. Done. <laughs> but 
this is actually the first time we've seen a really warranted prank like that in a while. Yeah, I know. It was. I, I think it was warranted. It was pretty funny. Yep. Even Phyllis thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So what else did you like about this episode? When Dwight's repeating everything Michael says out of the suggestion box. Yeah, that so was good. hilarious. Yeah. Because he keeps reading it with more authority and uh, projection, even though they're things that Michael doesn't necessarily want read out because they're... Shut up! Shut up, Dwight! Yeah, gum or not not really a suggestion or clearly old. Yeah, that was really sad. You need to do something about your coffee breath. And your BO. Do you think this one is about when you bone Jan? (laughs) (laughs) Don't sleep with your boss. Yeah, that was funny. I also liked when Michael is going through the message from Jan and says with Pam, now I'm in a terrible mood. Let's do your performance review. Yeah. (laughs) But then she says, that'll be the only topic discussion. That doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Those are just words. Those are just words. (laughs) You know, I actually don't have much for the Finer Thing Club this time, even though... I like this episode. Same. I was just thinking that, but I I put it in other categories. Like um, everything that I put under characters, I actually really liked. Could have also been under Finer Things Club. So let's just move on to the documentary portion. Documentary. We got to make sure YouTube comes out to film this. Which is humorous because YouTube doesn't film things and Michael doesn't know that. Yeah. He doesn't say that in this episode. No, but he will eventually. And then we're going to say, ha! That's, told ya. Oh, he like stole that from the segment we had. Yeah. We'll say. <sighs> Jeez, Steve Crow. Get your own material. The only one I really have for that segment is his conversation with Jan, where she asks if the cameras are with him. Oh, yeah. And um, hangs up regardless. Yeah. Well, he eventually says yes. Mm-hmm. And they're on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. Rude. The only thing I have for this category is, um, or for this segment is... I really liked how the camera crew was zooming in on everyone's faces. I thought they were doing that a lot more than normal mm-hmm. um, to capture some of the like um, nuanced facial expressions. So, At was... least two cameras, maybe three during those general office scenes. Because there's a lot of times where it cuts really fast between, you know, there's one scene where it's like Michael and Jan the door but also other people's faces but it's you don't see it moving between the other people's faces so they're either cutting real quickly later on in editing between someone that's just showing all their faces and then that seems more like three cameras to me but i could see it being two Mm -hmm. especially if it were you know choreographed like they knew what they needed to be looking at yeah it did seem pretty choreographed they caught a lot of really great facial expressions like from creed during the suggestions and a couple of Dwight looks even um, towards the camera. He's... That Creed expression could be one of my also finer favorite. things. Because oh, yeah. he's, it's so good. Yeah. When he tells him he doesn't want people, people shouldn't be on the, the elevator with him. And he just, oh, it's hard to describe on a podcast. He just like, eyes wide open and like. Disbelief that anyone would ever say, yeah. and, and like looks like he's about to argue back, but just to, decides not to. It's such a weird expression because he doesn't seem really. He definitely seems surprised, but he also but not seems that angry. Like, he seems more embarrassed. I think. Yeah, maybe but not, not even embarrassed. Yeah, it's like it is a really weird. 
It's like he, he he's like, why would you say that? Like, I know, but I don't want anyone else to know. Yeah. It's like he's sprouting mung beans in his desk and like knows that they smell like death. Distinctive old man smell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like he's so shocked that Michael would take a suggestion that was meant for him, written by whoever, and just turn it on Creed just because Creed chirped in. But not he didn't like tell him that. And Michael just immediately decided to turn all of that aggression onto the guy who clarified something. Oh, and it was implication versus infer. Yeah, yeah. Im- imply versus infer, mm-hmm. which is easily confused, mm-hmm. but makes sense when Creed says it. He does clarify it in in a pretty pretty nice way. Yeah, he's not trying to hurt anything. <laughs> Actually, sounds like something. Um, oscar would say yeah i guess it's weird that creed's even paying that close of attention yeah (laughs) but there's a lot of looks captured um dwight was doing a lot of looks towards the camera like jim usually does yeah documentary did a great job good job documentary good job crew do you want to just go to the characters yeah i don't even have any questions this time what i do well okay let's do questions then okay why did it take so long for Michael to realize that Dwight wasn't there? It was 12.20. And how did he ask that question right before Dwight's pulling into the parking lot? Mm, and then why know. didn't Dwight get ready before he came there? Like, he was all, like, grabbing his briefcase, like, didn't have all his clothes on. It was already 12.20. Why didn't you just get dressed at home and then come in? That's true. It is pretty late already. I've definitely buttoned up my shirt in the car because i was running so late but not if i was already that late i've definitely put my shoes on in the parking lot it's because i thought i was gonna be on time maybe or maybe only five minutes late which like anyone could forgive yeah even even angela Mm, yeah (laughs) maybe so speaking of angela and dwight i think they're banging yeah i have here bow chicka bow wow yeah down in my notes oh so definitely banging yeah because Dwight gives that look to the camera during More Enjoyable Sex, and Angela brings up relationships in the office. Yeah. This is the beginning of... It's the start of something new. What should we call this couple? Um, Angela. Yeah. Can't be or... Angite. <laughs> Angite. <laughs> That's not good. Angelite. Yeah. Angelite's okay. Dwangela. 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 Hmm. We'll, we'll keep workshopping that. <laughs> But when do you think they they hooked up? I mean, it had to have been pretty recently. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago before Dwight was just advocating we get rid of Angela altogether. Yeah, that's true. So it, it had to have been from the time that uh, Devin was fired to now. And maybe it had something to do with Chili's. I don't know. Maybe. I just, I just feel like Chili's is just a weird place. There's a lot of weird things that happen. <laughs> It's magic. Yeah, it's magic. It's truly magic. We learn about a new employee, too, but he's deceased. Tom worked in accounting about a year ago. Accounting used to have four people in it. There's already only needed two, as Angela pointed out. That's that's over. Is that? Oh, my God. Is this downsizing? I just feel like it's really sad that... So this is going to go under the category Absolutely I Do, where we talk about why we like the office Mm. and this is part of the reason that i like the office is because they do such a bad job at dealing with suicide 
mm. and depression because I feel like this is where the stigma comes from. Like they didn't even remember him a year after. Didn't he, even remember he, he was, worked there. Yeah. And then he just dismisses it and says, and also, oh, he was weird. The show started like almost six months ago, probably in real time because we have all the summer. Yeah, so and so, been, yeah. and this, like, just reminds me of real life about how, mm. how you know, oh, it's a joke. Nobody has depression. Mm-hmm. We don't need outreach for people, you know? So, I don't know. This was a really great example for me. It was, like, a little comedic relief about mental illness in the workplace, even though it was pretty blunt and a little bit sad. Well, so when did they talk about suicide before, during the Dundies? neighbors hanged himself oh due to lack, of recognition. lack of recognition yeah and there's some theories online that that's why ryan got hired oh because tom mm-hmm. and there was also something saying that it came from like a panel they did in 2007 i think office panel that the reason they would have started the documentary was to see how the office was coping with the loss but oh. then they ended up getting caught up in what else was going on and started making it about something else. Yeah. So I guess they're coping pretty well. Yeah. I mean. Out of don't... sight, out of mind. Yeah. And that's the thing is we we get so emotionally attached to these characters. But what would happen if Michael just never showed up? Like Michael, I don't know, something happened to him and he just never showed up again. Yeah. You know, it's like life would go on without him. What about. That lady that wasn't there in the fire. The one that was breastfeeding? No, the one in the fire, they were saying that she didn't have a number because she wasn't there that day. Oh. Marjorie. Marjorie? Wasn't there that day. They were able to give her number to Ryan. Oh. Where's she now? Yeah, I have no idea. What about all those people from the pilot? Yeah, I have no idea. Sounds like they went already did a lot of downsizing. Yeah, and... I mean, they're only focusing on a few characters, but even if we lost Creed at this point, I feel like it would just continue as normal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Speaking of continuing on as normal, Hank, the security guard, died. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That's sad. I heard that on our fan page. Hugh Dane. This episode is in remembrance of Hugh Dane. It's me and the blues. And I heard you forgot to tip him at Christmas. Yeah, it was I didn't I think Jim was supposed to collect it. So you you're probably feeling pretty bad, huh? Yeah. Uh, surprisingly no. I'm <laughs> fine. <That's laughs> I want to stay right here. That's good. That's good. But anyway, yeah, Hugh Dane. Okay, so we were at characters. We were doing some characters. Okay. What do you have about Stanley? Stanley has a great scene in this episode where he talks to Michael. But how women say more with their pauses than I do with their words. He learned it on the streets. On the ghetto. <laughs> in fact. It's all about his bonus. But Michael falls hook, line, and sinker. His, like, big eyes when he, like, is fake engaged, you know? He's really able to do it this time, but it's basically the same thing he does at the beach day. So, oh, yeah, boss, that sounds smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, so yeah. fake. He can... Yeah, he can, like, mold into this character that Michael thinks he is. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think I would do that, too, if I knew that a performance review was based on my feedback from a message. One day. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, I love how he's willing to play along. Like, yeah. Pam is trying to be honest. Stanley's like, 
let's listen to it again, you know? Yeah. He's like, he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, he'll oblige him. Not during the meetings. Do you really think that Michael's uh, performance reviews, how does that really affect their bonuses? Is it like a 10-point scale? or? Yeah, because I didn't see any form. Maybe it's a 7-point scale. It was probably garbage. started out as a 6-point scale, and then they had to add one. I think so. For Ab- Stanley. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he did a fantastic job of yeah. pretending to care about that. He did. And then, yeah, Pam is just trying to be really honest, but then at first yeah then slips into okay i better i better play along saying like oh she's fighting conflicting feelings for you Mm -hmm. because she knows like why would i be upset about that that's great yeah for michael for michael yeah and then gives him kind of um the okay to to start talking to her like that when when she comes in because he's been kind of pumped up by everybody in their performance review oh that's a good point yeah He's been getting hope all day. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and so he thinks it's okay to say, I've been thinking about you and your perfume smells really good. And also, where'd you get your outfit? It's a business question. Please don't smell me. <laughs> please, Mike, Michael, please don't smell me. <laughs> I've been thinking about you. How is that inappropriate? <laughs> Everything. How is that? Just being thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. Think about a lot of things. Yeah. I. On that note, I don't know how jan put up with that for so long because she's his superior like she could fire him for sexual harassment like the first thing that he says Mm. she doesn't want to have any of this made public yeah that's true so it's kind of like blackmail yeah i guess or catch 22 tit for tit (laughs) (laughs) huh i guess she doesn't want to be associated with michael at all and she's willing to like sweep the whole thing under the rug, including all these comments, to make it nothing. Because if she fired him for them, they would be... Oh, man. That would be kind of rude, I guess, right? What would be rude? Firing him for... Yeah. Because after, after, like, then it would be like, oh, that was a mistake. I'll just get rid of that person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although Michael's also being inappropriate, so I guess it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, I guess Jan did kind of decide that she wasn't gonna take that role when she kissed him you know and she's not giving him any sort of uh closure or conclusion you know this is what she's saying is we're just cut off Mm -hmm. and the episode ends with closure so or she like secretly likes it Mm. i think she does i think she's kind of attracted to him i mean she says that later on so it's not his looks it's his personality it's not his rugged good looks he's stupid he's arrogant but other than that as long as he looks good michael's pretty happy he has coffee breath but not bo yeah and coffee breath you just have a mint yeah or a margarita yeah and then you're fine he'll work on that yeah for jan i like angela and this one's talking about how she was in youth beauty pageants yeah she would be and tries to defend office romances yeah she likes being judged, but it's not really clear who she thinks has the right to judge her. Michael? God. He does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, when you're watching America's Got Talent. No. And I've never done that before. And the judges will give you an X when they think that you don't have talent. Yeah. That's what God does, and you go to hell. <laughs> you got three X's. 
The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sorry. <laughs> you're strikes, not going to be. You're out. You're not getting a Vegas show. Also, you're going to hell. <laughs> you really shouldn't have played. Oh, man. Yeah. Like a blasphemous, suicide heavy, <laughs> Trump bashing episode so far. Trigger warning. <laughs> Alienate everybody. One. Yeah. Even aliens. <laughs> no. Don't, don't understand us. <laughs> aliens wouldn't speak English. Serious question, though. Do you think. When we send out the next like probe to space and we press a gold record that it should have one of the episodes of the off five on it. Yes. To show like the best that human could I, be. I think um probably it should be um since our favorite episode so far has been the client, I yeah. think it should be that episode. Of I think the it should five. be that episode and then maybe some of the outtakes too. Yeah. So they can know how funny we are. Yeah, some of the outtakes. Or some of our um bonus episodes. Yeah. I think we'll just send them out a gold record. And those, those hold like 40 minutes each side, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got on one, episode, one episode, most of the Off-Fives episode of The Client. Mm-hmm. On the other side, the rest of that episode and our review of Phantom Thread. <laughs> Just for shits and gigs. Take that, aliens. <laughs> and then they'll never want to come to Earth and bother <laughs> us. Not bothered. <laughs> They won't have a lot of context to figure it out because they don't know English and also they've never seen Phantom Thread. Or The Office. And they don't... They've probably seen The Office. Yeah, it's true. They've seen The Office, but they probably don't like Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Nah. Too above their head. Too yeah. spacey for for them. <laughs> Too ethereal. Ethereal. <laughs> um, speaking of ethereal, I liked Kevin's... Oh... <laughs> no, it was more like, like... It was more like a... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no it was more like a um okay so let me just describe the moment it was when jan first arrives at the mm-hmm. office and goes into michael's office and michael accidentally touches her breasts <laughs> and then they walk in oh it's more like a yeah that's right you got it <laughs> you know what every little description mentions that he accidentally touches her breasts but you don't remember that? i never see it i even this time after i had read that he did it i still didn't see it so it, i'm I'm not saying that because i'm so good at not noticing things <laughs> you probably think i'm bragging about that i just said that for any of our listeners that never notice it so they don't know that they're not alone <laughs> you're not alone i'm there for you i didn't notice it either. i didn't notice the bre- accidental breast it was with the back of the hand okay like a tsa agent yep it was it was really subtle. Yeah. I went through security recently and I had to be searched because I was wearing pants that looked bulky, I guess. <laughs> Even though it seemed like everyone there was wearing baggier pants than me, but whatever. And the security guard made sure that I knew they, they, that it was... They pointed you out, out of everyone. They, they just like... They profiled me. They profiled you because of your baggy pants. Yeah. They were like, look at that guy. And then the security agent said, back of my hand when he touched my junk. <laughs> and I was like... That's not really doing it for me. <laughs> Poor TSA agent. Yeah. Oh, man. Kevin's... That'd be weird if he, like, tried to get me for sexual harassment. I'm like, well, he was touching my penis. Is that... Can I really sexually harass him while he's doing that? <laughs> he's not a doctor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they probably thought of that. That's why they have the same gendered people that are touching yeah, but he didn't realize that I identify as a non-TSA agent. So it really should have been a non-TSA agent that was doing it. 
Sir, come here. We're going to need you to, to check out this guy's junk. Just grab anyone, I said. <laughs> anyone else. Oh, my God. Good times at the airport we had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then um, we have Pam trying to organize this suggestion meeting. Yes. I feel like a lot of weight is on her shoulders to come up with all the good ideas that Michael's had over the past year or so. And he tells her to call him when Jan is there to talk about this okay. suggestion meeting, but also yells at her. He loves that. Like, he he and Pam have that kind of, like, ego-boosting thing mm-hmm. where, like, sh- later on, like, she'll bring him notes and yeah. stuff. But this is classic Pam, hey, like, from, <laughs> from the early episode where she was saying, do you want me to read the messages from earlier? Like, she... She always has to be honest in those situations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pam's kind of the secret manager. Yeah, she is. She's the power behind the throne. Yeah, I, I do like that dynamic. You know, Michael should have just written some good suggestions himself. Put yeah. it in the box, stuff the ballots, you know? And yeah. it could be like overtly flattering, you know? Like the you do such a could... great job with the office, but yeah. I was wondering, what are you going to do next? Yeah, the least he could have done is read the ones that were already in there and taken out the ones about bo and coffee breath wasn't the box locked though yeah but he must have the key why did tom write his name on his i do have some questions apparently (laughs) yeah (laughs) who writes their names on the suggestions in the suggestion box well tom did because he wanted everyone it was a cry for help it really was years ago though only one year ago well that's when he worked there the suggestion box was probably active like four years ago right oh my god Hmm. You know, but they were going to not have Tom be deceased. He was supposed to come back in season three, and they were oh. going to resolve it, but it just never came to pass. This episode was written by Larry Wilmore. Oh, yeah. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. And it was directed by... Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Who, who plays? Nobody. <laughs> just the director. He's in one episode toward the end, but he's like the bridesmaids ghostbuster remake dude freaks and geeks okay that's how we know him okay we should do the other ad so so studio hey your voice sounds so clear yeah Mm-hmm. it's because i'm listening on studio earbuds cool i didn't even notice them in your ear it's because they're ergonomic it's that way <laughs> so bad so studio has a lot of products a lot mm-hmm. of great earphones earbuds what do we call them? Headphones. That's what we call them. Not earphones. Headbuds. Headbuds and Bluetooth speakers. Mm-hmm. They're Bluetooth connected to your phone, so you don't have to worry about cords. Can I tell you something I don't like? Yeah, sure. Um, cords? Mosquitoes. And also, when you try to do something and it rips the earbuds out of your ear. Ouch. I want to kill the world. <laughs> I could be a supervillain in that moment, just for a second. Yeah. If I had the button. Yeah. You know, I think you know the button mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Uh, yeah and my earbuds came out mm-hmm. i might just hit it yeah but not with studio because they're bluetooth and they don't rip out of your ears yep and i won't blow up the world so yeah studio it seems like a great choice so the tray earbuds are the ones that we've tried out right yeah they have nine plus hours of active battery life do you know what that means that means you can listen to about a thousand songs whoa or no, uh, you could listen to I don't know if that's true though. Nine of our episodes. Yeah, about nine of the episodes because the episodes are about an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And it's plus. So when you're finishing that ninth episode, go ahead and start the 10th episode. But we're not making any guarantees for that 10th hour. You're on yeah. your own. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like Lewis and Clark. You don't know what's over every mountain. You're mm-hmm. exploring the West. and You're looking for the ocean. Mm-hmm. You're meeting people and you're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Friends along the way. Mm-hmm. Swimming in the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, camping. Yeah. Out in the stars, you know, you're looking at, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're heading to California and you can't wait. And you're just listening to our voice to guide you. Yeah. Lewis and Clark sharing earbuds, laying next to each other in the tent. Oh. Listening to the off five. That's what you're doing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Another good thing about them is that they have space around the ear so you can hear cars and stuff not get killed by a car. Mm-hmm. That was really important for Lewis and Clark. Definitely. You know, because trains back then were really quiet. Mm-hmm. They'd sneak up on you. Yeah. But now, they're quite loud. But you still can't be listening to that loud music. Yeah. Especially ones that have train sounds in them. Mm-hmm. You ever hear, like, one of those songs where there's, like, a siren in do, it? Do. Yeah, and you're always, like, looking around. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a song where someone's just like, hey, what's up? And, and you like, go, what? Uh... And it's just, no, it's just part of the song. <laughs> it's part of this podcast. So don't get fooled. You might with studio, but just keep your head together. The studio earbuds, they're made out of sweat-proof material. So when you sweat on them... It's proof. It's proof that they work. (laughs) Because you get the sweat in there, and then it'll just bounce the sweat right into your ears. Good. www.studio.com and enter the off 5 for 15% off plus free shipping. That's right. You said it. You heard it here first. (laughs) Back to the episode. Okay, so let's talk about Jim and Michael. Okay. What did you think about Michael in this? He can bench press 190 pounds. At least he could last year. Um, Or at least he said he could last year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why did I take his word? Stupid, stupid Nathan. (laughs) I think Michael just wants some closure. And I think even though it's inappropriate to do it at work, he probably does. I don't know, deserves the right word, but... It's fair. <laughs> you would expect that. You maybe hope that they could have hashed this out before work. But I get the feeling that Jan's been blowing him off for a while. Yeah, I mean, I do think she's blowing it off. But I think she's also pretty clear that she doesn't want anything more. Yeah, I think that is clear. But she also sounds conflicted. In no, I'm just message, kidding. I'm not. In her voice message. <laughs> by her pauses. She's, he's not performance reviewing me, so I can't say that with a straight face. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, I think Michael, especially in that suggestion box meeting, kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, he did. He wasn't a very good manager this episode. He was doing poor performance reviews. He was making everything about himself. I love that quote when he's talking to, I think it's Angela who responds about the coffee breath. And he has his like hand <laughs> on his mouth and he's like, it's not hard for you. Okay, I'll he's work trying, on that. Trying to keep his mouth shut while yeah. he says it. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? I applaud him for saying he'll work on it. Yeah. And then what What about Jim? Jim doesn't really have much of a role in this episode. No. Just does a prank. Him and Pam are back. Back. Uh, same old relationship. It's like last episode never even happened. Yeah. But in the Michael and Jan way, it's like it really happened. Because mm-hmm. that's all they're talking about. Yeah. And you do get a little more information about what happened. You know? He stayed Between, up crying with oh, her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael, he won't admit to it, but Jan does say he's really sweet. And I feel like that conversation at the end of the day, 
literally at the end of the day. Jan could have made this whole thing a little bit better by just having that at the beginning of the day or before work or yeah. on their personal time. By not yeah. having it at all, I don't say that like necessarily this was going to be the way it was going to happen, but it definitely is fair to expect. Yeah, I agree. I think that if you look at it from like a purely corporate level, you could be like, well, Michael shouldn't have been bringing this stuff up, like you were saying, sexual harassment stuff. But if it were any people you knew real life, that would be an unfair uh reasonable expectation that they would just be okay with it and and not mention it at all don't you think yeah i agree i just think that michael like has been like i said like pumped up by everybody and so he has these expectations Mm -hmm. and um so stuff like that's my girlfriend oh yeah like wham bam thank you ma'am oh that's not about anything else and like david bowie yeah, and like toying with a man's heart. And he's just really dramatic, but that's just how Michael is. And so when he's put in this position where he thinks there might be something between him and Jan, he's going to run with it. And it's just been such a terrible day at work for efficiency because of Michael's self-absorption and him making the performance reviews about him really messes up the performance reviews too. So Yeah. Yeah, he's not a very good manager, but he's human. And he has feelings, too. He has feelings. Yeah. Is he a murderer? Mm, he's an accomplice. Yeah. Who's the murderer, then? Jan. Oh, my. Gould. No Gould. <laughs> Divorced. Divorced. <laughs> let's not even read the reviews from this time. Just, okay. Let's just do our ratings. Okay. What rating will you give it? I'm going to give this one mm, five out of six. Beach day. Wow. I like this episode Five a out lot. of six or five out of seven? I guess five out of seven. Yeah. I really uh, I really like this episode. I could almost pretzel day it, but not quite enough for me there in this episode. I really like all the character development. and I think it's such a low-key episode, even from the description. One of the plots is just about Dwight not doing what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one's this like relationship thing that bleeds into a very office situation. Not crazy, but uh, good. And I don't know, things like that Stanley scene with Michael, so good. Yeah, I think you're right about the character development. It's like pretty subtle with everybody. Everybody kind of has their own moment of fame, but you get a lot more of the dynamics of the office. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it... <laughs> oh, I know what's coming. Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, four to seven. Woo! Because it's a solid episode, but it's not the client, you know? It's not, you know. I mean, we give so, the client seven out of seven. Yeah, and so Alfredo's Pizza Cafe... It's respectable. Seems, yeah, it's respectable. Um, I'm actually kind of hungry for pizza right now, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And... Just makes sense all around to give something a four out of seven, you know? Yeah, it should do that for every episode, I think. Mm, I know. I We'll see. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, what, what do you give your Dundee to? Dundee? Dundee. Oh, um, I think I'm going to give it to Pam. Pam. Pam, 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 Pam. Because she holds the office together. <laughs> <laughs> she will, like... Bring everybody together for the suggestion meeting. And um, she tries to be honest with Michael. And then she tells him what he wants to hear. 
and she's back bffs with jim and this is like classic pam episode i just love her in this episode yeah she's not put upon like she is in some of the other ones yeah and she does a really good balance of doing some of michael's work but also not accepting blame for anything but she's not like sabotaging him exactly she just like isn't going to you know it it is what it is yeah she did help a lot exactly she's (laughs) helping but she's also throwing him under the bus subtly so i like that he's throwing himself under the bus yeah she's just not (laughs) throwing herself under the bus for him that's true and she should have that's true she'll like throw in some work to save him but if he's not able to save himself it's okay for him to you know have the suggestion meeting go really poorly she did the work yeah and she didn't save all his good ideas because that's not her job no so i'm gonna give her the dundee for not throwing herself under the bus with michael nice yeah because you know michael (laughs) primes everyone by being like okay we're gonna have our weekly suggestion box meeting to everyone they're all staring at him like Pretend we do this every week. Okay. Let's prepare for Y2K. Five years ago. That's... Must have gotten stuck in there. Yeah. It happens time to time. <laughs> can't believe someone put that in the suggestion box, though. How lame is that? I remember my mom filling my our bathtub up with water. Just in case. you could, Just in case you wanted to drink some bathtub water. Yeah, like how long <laughs> is that going to last? I remember being like eight and being like, wait, what? I don't get it. She's like, in case the computers don't convert. <laughs> and I was like, okay. The computers don't work, so everyone drink out of the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, how long is that going to last? The faucets still work. Yeah. No, I don't, <laughs> don't think so. Don't drink it. Don't. There's no computers in there. I'm going to give mine to, you know, I almost want to say like Angela or Dwight because they're hooking up behind the scenes. But I'm going to give it to Stanley for playing the game. Stanley such a good coming job. through. Yeah. I think he's the MVP of this episode. And I'm going to give him the Dundee for relationship advice from the ghetto. Nice. You should always take relationship advice from the ghetto. Did say that he says on the ghetto? On the ghetto, yeah. Not in the on ghetto? On the streets? In the ghetto. No, actually on the ghetto. Yeah. In the ghetto. My friend used to sing that in the ghetto song. And I've never heard the real song. Neither have I. I've oh, only really? heard people sing it. What ghetto. is it from? It's Elvis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right about Stanley, though. That's good. That's a good... He's, like, unusually chipper in this episode. Because normally, Stanley would be rolling his eyes at the suggestion that he was understanding women because of something he learned on the street. But it's all about that bonus. You'd almost feel bad because he's, like, playing up to stereotypes. But he's just... Yeah, he's playing him like a fiddle. It's so beautiful that you have to give it to him. Yeah. It's like um, Daryl does later on with the bippity-boppity. Give me the zappity. That's true. Good call. Yeah. So that's good. Do you think it's going to kick any of your episodes off of the top 10 list? I don't think we'll do the top 10 list this time, but I mean, just for a spoiler. I sure think it could, actually. I do like this better than the bulk of season one, so. Yeah, same. I like the Michael-Jan dynamic, and we don't get it for that long. And I think it's really refreshing to get an episode without a big Jim and Pam thing, too. It really lets the whole office breathe when you're not worried about those two. I think they knew that. Because the last two have been a big part of them, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Because what you are saying earlier is, like, they're just back to normal. But you have to, I guess, assume that a few days have gone by and they're probably just over it. You know, they're like, let's mm-hmm. move on. We still want to be friends and stuff. And so, yeah, that's good. 
they're not being really close this one but like when he tells her that dwight thinks it's friday she's excited and she plays along with the apprentice yeah they do it so that's that's great it's not like holding hands and plotting in the corner trying to cop a feel helper territory it's not a date jim it's not a date because she's gonna go home to her fiance afterward yeah and i'm happy with jim in this episode i think he's he's right where he needs to be good on him good job Jim. but he's also not getting it done to because shut up jim you've got so many already yeah, you're so popular. God. If he keeps them out, he's going to get a big ego. Yeah. What, oh, what does he say? Oh, nice, good luck. Oh, uh, little clever, comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go to the Facebook thing we have called the Finder Things Club, which is our discussion group. The Off 5, a podcast, Read the Office, which is the official page. Instagram, or send us an email at oh, the, the Off 5 podcast at gmail.com. Like our new friend Sean M. did. Thanks for the email, Sean. We really like your taste in um, wristwatches. Wristwear. Wristwear. No Fitbits. Yeah. And leave us a review. That yeah, would be great. do leave us a review. Because I know you're listening to a lot of podcasts. You're a connoisseur. You're like me. People keep saying to leave a review and you go, eh. And you never have, like me. But now's the time to do it because we only have two. So would you leave a review for those other podcasts if you knew for a fact that the creators would actually read it? Yes. That's right. You would. And we will read it. And we will read it every night. Every night before we, we go to die. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I will read it to everyone I know. I will get your re- review tattooed on my tummy <laughs> so I can read it when I, when I look at my tummy. <laughs> and when you lift your shirt up. In the TSA line, and then everyone could see it. And if I ever get fat, your review will get even bigger. Yeah. Bigger and bigger. So it it better be a good one. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) For Nathan's sake. And we're going to be giving away that season one DVD very soon. So if you want to be in the running for that, do the Instagram and Facebook thing to increase your chances. Okay. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Wham, ham. Thank you, ma'am. Sometimes women say more with their pauses than they do with their words. Let's play the message again. Uh, Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, I was trying to do a pause. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What am I saying with this pause? You're conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually right. Yeah? Yeah. Because you're like, you wish that the episode had already ended, but yet you're open the door for it to keep going. Yes. Exactly. All right, episode over. (laughs) What am I saying with this pause?